are to the end of week two of this current edition of the Nano Gang. I am Jay Daniel Sawyer. And I'm Kitty Nikian. And I'm Gail Carrier. And I'm tired. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I'm okay. Cool. Uh, deep excitement because the cinnamon roll is back at my favorite bakery in town. It has Ooh. been gone all of lockdown, so I haven't <laughs> eaten one in two years. And uh, today, on a whim, I stopped by and they had them again. Is this at the <gasps> Little House? No, this is at uh, Crispian. Ah, I don't think we ever went to Crispian. No, I think they opened after you left the area. They are French ah. bakeries, and their puff is particularly good. Nice. They have the best croissant on the island. <laughs> Fantastic. Mm. I made croissants once during the um, early part of the pandemic because I was going really stir-crazy and was like, oh, 12 hours to prepare <laughs> a pastry. <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Sounds like a good time. You I might as well just good. like go with hand making phyllo at that point. <laughs> she, that's like, exactly what she did. Is she handmade? Ah! Uh, basically, yep. Just roll and fold and refrigerate and roll and fold and refrigerate. Mm -hmm. I, I put um, dark chocolate in it, so it was chocolate. Uh, my cuter half would be all over that. <laughs> I am a, uh, I am a, a an almond girl for my croissant. If I'm gonna have it like mm. with something filled in it, but I prefer just like fresh with, you know, butter and jam or something. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a savory croissant person myself. Oh I, yes. I generally prefer to put uh, onion and bacon and yeah. Ham yeah. And All right, we got we got. This is not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed oh, right. to. We're talking about writing, aren't we? Yeah, well... We're supposed yeah. to be talking about writing. The world of. Yes, yes. Oh, right. Okay. So, um, well, uh, how are we doing? I um, got uh, another... I haven't written today yet, but I got another bit written last night before... <sighs> before I crashed and after I was emergencyed upon again by this stupid neighbor. So, I am at a total of 10,051... So uh, that brings my total for yesterday to 1,500-some-odd. Gail, how are you doing on your wordy thingies? I'm at 20,120. 20, <clears throat> so I'm a little under what I should have written yesterday, but I had a ton to edit for some reason, and it just went really slowly since this is, uh, you know, a lot of, <clears throat> info and world building going on since this is a visit to an alien planet so uh, cool. it was a lot of a lot of tinkering with editing and stuff so right. so yeah you yes, got we're, we're about to leave the planet so you got uh, 1010 words yesterday and kitty Half normal um 281 pages of editing total very very close to the end of the second book that i am editing excellent excellent Probably going going to go finish that as soon as we are off. Which means that you, those of you who backed the Kickstarter for the paperbacks, will be getting your paperbacks soon. We'll be actually able to order them next week. Mm -hmm. We may even be able to the signed ones. We may even be able to get off the mountain to go get them. <laughs> we'll see. 
Mm. <laughs> we better. We're gonna have to snowshoe out of here. We got about another seven, six or seven days of food left. Then we have to snowshoe out to uh, get supplies if we're not uh, or sled out. We don't have snowshoes if, yet. If we if we're not able to break trail ourselves, yeah, sled out probably. Anyway, fun <laughs> times. Um, yeah, fun, fun, fun. Unfortunately, rolling in the middle of a snowball like they do on um, Looney Tunes just doesn't actually work. I tried it, and, 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 and you don't get stuck in the middle of a big snowball as it falls down the hill. Just sort of Bad, but true. I tried. did. Oh, uh, let's see. We do have a couple. Oh, oh boy, yeah. Definitely need some more sleep. Getting emergency to pawn in the middle of your writing time is not the funnest way to preserve your sleeping hours. Okay. Um, we have a question from Nicole. Hey, Nicole. What format is everyone using to write in? The same as last year? Pros and cons? Gail, if you're still using Scrivener, do you have the problem where you go to slide up the scene cards on the left you, and you accidentally end up moving scenes around and have to go hunting for them? Does anyone have advice or tips when we're <coughs> writing when you are about to submit it? Uh, I missed the next that second bit because I have a throat tickle. Advice for what? For basically exporting them. The uh, compiling if you're in Scrivener. Yeah. Um, so yes, I'm still using Scrivener, and it's been a problem because uh, this is a three book series, and halfway through this series, about halfway exactly through the series, uh, I had the great. Computer versus T debacle. Uh, let's oh, just say, yes. I've yes, had a few of those. The computer lost. Uh, the computer always loses. Uh, <laughs> turns out if you're, you're using like lactate-free milk, which has a higher sugar content. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that occasioned me having to purchase a new laptop, um, which I am a very, very, very reluctant technology adapter and said new laptop arrived with Mac's newest OS installed upon it. And we have been in a pitch battle ever since. Um, it's Apple. I'm going to lose. We always lose. It's like Amazon. You always lose to Apple, oh. Amazon, and Google. They will always win. So uh, anyway, that is a long way of saying that I had to buy the upgrade and upgrade my Scrivener as part of this process. And Scrivener has changed its layout, etc. Because why not improve upon a good thing in yes. a bad way? Yeah, yeah, no. Ch change, <laughs> recreational changing of the interface is one of the most unbelievably annoying features of software, quote, developers once they've actually finished a product. Also, adding bells and whistles. We never need more. Oh. We always need it simplified. Yep. The idea that we would need new more stuff is such a like tech addicts. Mm -hmm. I can swear on this podcast, right? It's bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's a tech addict thing. It's because these things are being coded by the same type of people who collect pop vinyl dolls and like shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like that is a. Human mentality that, uh, oh, okay. I'm probably, yep, yep, oh, yeah. I'm nope. pissing so many people off, but. Oh, no, it don't. Yeah, go <gasps> ahead, because I've got a rant like I, I, like, really hate collecting stuff, 
And if you see me in like my native environment or my office or whatever, you will probably notice that it is decorated and it has stuff in it, but it's always very clean and usually pretty sparse. And uh, it's a personality thing, but I don't like stuff. And I feel that way about my software. My software does not need more stuff. It's just cluttered. It makes it harder to navigate. It makes it every time you add something, it's less intuitive. Adobe has lost me. Like so well, many Adobe lost me in 2003 over that. Yeah. Ages ago. Like so many problems. Like, can I tell you how much I, I miss UltraPaint? Can I tell you how much I enjoy Canva? Because it's so simple, it reminds me of UltraPaint, you know? I like, have literally done visual effects for entire short films using nothing but the levels call and uh, a, a manual mat pulling so that I don't have to use the bells and whistles. Because all the bells and whistles do is they give you different buttons to control different aspects of the four basic image functions. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and let's be clear, writing is similar. And, mm -hmm. and, and back to the original question, which is I'm on Scrivener, but now it's a pain for me to use. Uh, it used to be a pleasure. And partly that's like me. I have to take the time to relearn the interface. But one of the things that they completely changed was how it compiles. And now I don't understand <laughs> compiling oh, no. even slightly. I've watched three YouTube videos so far and I still don't understand it. I've had to do it, but, uh, but oh. I'm just pushing it out to uh, like a Word document, except Word also not working on my new computer uh, oh, because just, I refuse oh, to go just to the cloud. Think the same stupid fucking software geeks now have control of cars. Yes. Oh, let's, I'm not even, I don't even, I've been inside a Tesla. Uh, can I tell you what I noticed about a Tesla? Everything seemed really fancy except the seatbelts. The seatbelts mm -hmm. felt like they were from like the 1980s. And I was like, there's some sort of like tech uh, dominating uh -huh. like control over what the seatbelt looks like and how it functions. That uh -huh. means that, like the whole experience of the Tesla as a modern technology is ruined by these like old cheap feeling seatbelts. A belts. friend of mine just traded in a old sedan for an SUV because he need, needed a four wheel drive and he got himself a Ford, like a 2017 Ford Escape. And the whole thing is run by a computer that's powered by Microsoft. Oh God! And on a DOS system? <laughs> no, no, And I'm like, I, you, you want me to come, like, take a ride with you in a Microsoft-powered vehicle? No, thank you. I am going to go in my old rickety beater because that's mechanical. And when it's going <laughs> to fail, it gives me a warning. It doesn't have a blue screen of death. <laughs> it's funny. We're not Luddites, I swear. I mean, I just I left Ingram's interface because they hadn't improved the back end in so long. So, yeah. like, it, like, there no, is no, another. I'm, like, I'm not a Luddite either, but tools need to function. They don't need to be and cute. They don't need, yeah, exactly. The, um, the, the point of a tool is to let you do something. It's not to give you an immersive experience that makes you feel good about the company that has made this part of your life meaningful. Fuck that. It's to get shit done. <laughs> And a partner in UI and UX for a really long time used to say, like, designers will just spend, you know, three days arguing over the color of a button. And you're just yeah, like, yeah. anyone yeah, like that needs to work? leave, <laughs> anyone like that needs to leave software, embedded systems, automotive, everything else. And they need to move over to the fashion world where they belong. 
No, because that- that's the thing. But that's the point I was going to make is like fashion design and like interior decorating, for yeah. example, have all gone through a phase where they eventually start simplifying and you get the modernist aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really hoping that software gets there. It's just, it's a very, very, very new industry and it's going to take it a while. But eventually we're going to get to the place where software like there's something appealing about that which is most simplistic. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, it's good. When, when someone figures out that there's a market for people who want shit that just works and feature creep starts being a non-selling point. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. People gotta That's stop supporting story. things by buying them because it has more features and start supporting things by buying them because they are nice and simple and do something well. All all of which is to get back to a comment I wanted to make, but I couldn't because you were on such a great rant at the beginning when you talked about getting a Macintosh with a new operating system. And I was thinking operating system is a rather optimistic term to apply to Macintosh <laughs> software. <laughs> Oh, God, I hate the, I like, oh, yeah. This is the thing, as an Apple person, I, Dan and I are, are are on polar opposites of this universe, but I have been, I've had Apple since uh, the 90s when I had an LC2, which will tell you all how old I am. I've always had Apple. They got me. But it should tell you something about a business when uh, the loyal users like yours truly are just terrified by an up- update. Like mm. every time I see an update, I'm like, why is it going to fuck up on my phone or my iPad or my computer? Yep. Like how many programs are going to work? Like how is my whole like week going to be derailed? Um, but yeah, but getting and the act of getting a new computer, like I got the new computer. It took forever because, you know, of shipping delays and everything. It arrived. It sat in a box for like a week and a half. Uh-huh. <laughs> my partner was like, why? And I was like, I gotta, I'd emotionally get ready for this. Like, it's not exciting to me to open new it's technology. It's going to ruin my workflow for months. It's terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and thank heavens, the old computer that I spilt the milk on, I went and because I knew there would be this big, long delay getting a new computer, I went and I uh, I got a, like, a rebuild and got the, you know, it wasn't a big deal. I do backups all the time. Losing a computer is actually not that big a deal if you're very good about your, your yep. you know, your backups and your restore options and everything. Um, so I got a, a functional working new version of that old computer base or new to me version of the old computer on a rebuild. And, uh, and I, now I have to carry two laptops with me everywhere and just like mm-hmm. do half the things on the old computer. Cause it's running the old operating system and everything works on it. So like there's that state when you get a new piece of tech also where you're in this like, Oh, um, so we should get back to the question, which now yes, I've completely yes. forgotten. Uh, uh, so, uh, d- d- okay, so look, hold on, let me pull the question back up. Oh. The question was about Scrivener. Uh, yeah, okay. And so, the answer is, that is, this, I'm using exactly the same thing I was using last year. I'm just using a new version. Okay. Um, and okay. I have not figured out the compile uh, function either. So I can't help you with that uh, because um, I think I need to actually take a class or something at this juncture. Let's see. She says, uh, when, do you ever have the problem where when you go to slide up the screen cards on the left, you accidentally end up moving scenes around and you have to go hunting for them? I think she's using the corkboard and I actually don't use that function in Scrivener. Mm. I never look on the corkboard function um although i have done through a five card like mapping and brain layouts and stuff for a couple of my more complicated spy books when i was doing the ya um i actually don't naturally sink into an index card style of writing i sink more into just a standard 
old style outline kind of writing. And so um, that's the function I use the most for a, the group view of a project when I'm in Scrivener rather than corkboard. I think that's what she's asking about. I could be wrong. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, to answer my half of the question, yes, I am using the same thing as last year. I'm writing in OpenOffice. And uh, the, up, the interface updates for OpenOffice don't bother me at all because I know all the keystrokes and so I never use the buttons. Oh. <laughs> That's, I that's, use OpenOffice as well, and I just haven't updated it in a bazillion years. I wouldn't even know how, and it works fine. But, but that is one way, with a word processor, that is one way to get around interface updates screwing you up is to learn the keystrokes, because they don't yeah. usually recode those. Sometimes they'll change them, though, and then you Sometimes. have to go and reset them, especially yeah. on Mac. Mac will have an override on keystroke, and it's very frustrating. Um, I will say that on my new computer, OpenOffice no longer works for uploading .docx, uh, so that's fun. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Um, I can't read .docx's on anything but whatever Mac <laughs> called Pages or something, right. whatever Mac support, oh, which uses word processing program. Yep. So, um, so now in order to do any second half of my book process, so copy editing, developmental editing, all oh, that sort of God. stuff. I had to go to my old computer because it's the only thing that works oh, on a doc DOCX, and that's industry standard, unfortunately. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. God. Okay. So, yeah. Um, as far as um, prepping manuscripts for submission, um, I long ago built myself an, a standard manuscript format template, and mm. just copy um, what no matter what I'm writing in because I sometimes I'll write in uh, I haven't for years but I've got a script writing program that sometimes I've written in because it'll start out as a script and it'll turn into a story or something like that but when I've been writing in a program other than open office or a text editor all I do is I export to a pdf and then copy the text of the pdf and paste it into my standard manuscript format template and voila and then i export it to whatever format they want for whatever magazine i'm submitting to um saves lots and lots of work it, it took me about 15 or 20 story submissions to learn just keep a template around but um yeah i would recommend that as well although i will say from the trad side of the equation in terms of turning in like a requested full manuscript to an editor mm -hmm. etc um if you're at that stage where they're asking for the full manuscript, like you've gone through the query process, they're asking for the full manuscript and they want it in digital, you should be proactively asking them what how they would like that format. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Because but, different editors have different taste in terms of fonts and spacing. Mm -hmm. And we yep. all know everybody involved knows that they can just change that themselves, but they'd like you to submit it to them that way. You know, like yes. I had one editor that just Hated Times New Roman, which is industry standard. And I was like, oh, this never, is never hard. underestimate the power of catering to a petty dictator. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, but uh, for, for, um, for articles and short stories, the, what's called the standard manuscript format is what you deliver in, uh, for, yeah. for, and for, and for queries of longer books, the sample chapters, but for the actual full manuscript, just, Ask whoever's asking you for it. <laughs> They'll give you the yeah, thing. Yeah, ask you ask you how they want how they want it done. I, for example, like I mean, we we all have our own foibles as well. Like I I cannot work in double spacing or or even uh, half space. I I I have to do, I have to write when I'm at 
when I'm in the Word document state, when I'm outside of Scrivener, but also in Scrivener, I have to write single spacing. Mm -hmm. I can't stand if there's too much space on the page. And yeah, I, I, like I, I, yeah, I used to write double space, but I can't do it anymore because I want to see more of the context. Exactly. And I want to see sort of the shapes of the paragraphs and the yep. sentences and all, like kind of the layout sort of thing as well. Yep. Um, I have to say, if it's a situation where you're attaching a doc and you're not asked, so like interview responses, whatever, anything where you're not, it's just long enough so that you're not including the content in an email. I would argue that kind of default standard now is a .docx or an RTF single spaced times new roman and you should just 12 point and you should just like kind of default to that um because that's just sort of what we yeah. we the collective has settled into and if the recipient wants it some other way it's on them to tell you to aberrate and so right. that and that's just and like for example i just did a story bundle and you had to you know i had to send in a document that had like my bio and description of the book and, and mm -hmm. i that's what i defaulted to without bothering to ask yep. so yep yep and if it's a man if it's a magazine then um their submissions guideline page will tell you what file format they prefer and all that stuff I wouldn't worry too much. I mean, the it's the job of the formatting not to turn the editor off. It's not mm -hmm. going to sell the book for you. The story right. has to sell the book. Um, so, so, yeah, so just like don't use, you know, a dumb font. Don't be cute with it. Like, yeah, don't, don't, use don't do Comic Sans Android. and Papyrus. Don't yeah. use Comic Sans or Papyrus. Don't like, don't use, what is it? What is the old one that looked like a typewriter that we were told to courier. submit it? Yep. Courier. Don't use Courier anymore. And it'll be like, out of fashion. <laughs> yep. Odd odd fonts are good for can be good for the writing process or the editing process because yes. it changes the visual of absolutely um, of what you're working with, and it can for some people it can unlock um, mental blocks. For me, I'm a real visual person, like how I lay out and everything. I always try to do one of my passes, like on my audio pass or a read-through pass or a hot pass or whatever, in a different font. And for me, all I need to do is change it from serif to sans serif or the other direction, and that that alone that is like a big it. help. And then I just catch more mistakes. And again, it changes the way the words are laid out on the page visually, and I find that helpful too. So yeah, I, that's a hot tip I often give, which is change the font to a font that you're a little uncomfortable with when you're doing a read-through. Yep. Um, we'll help you catch more. All right. Well, I think we've kicked that one to death and hung it out to dry. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. I totally ranted. Uh, no offense. It's okay. Like pop vinyl dolls, everybody, but they are the creepiest thing on the internet right now. And uh, my face will bite you. Like they are so creepy. What are these things? What are pop vinyl don't, dolls? Don't, Dan, you don't need to go there. Uh, avoid, avoid. <laughs> okay, now I'm Googling. No, 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 Dan, no, they have no mouths. They have like scary button eyes. They're, oh, they're so creepy. <laughs> Hold on, let's see. <sighs> oh, those things. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. I, forget, I forget that your uncanny valley is about 80,000 miles wide. The biggest U-shaped, <laughs> glacially carved uncanny valley on the planet. 
Mariana's trench of uncanny valleys. Uh-huh. But these, like these, can I, I cannot be the only one who finds them great. They look like Hello Kitty applied to people. No mouths. How do they eat? Eating is the reason to exist. They have no reason to exist. <laughs> Animus. Episode back. Episode back. Oh God. <laughs> What did you say? I said animus. That's oh, God. <laughs> and on that note, what's the name of that? Cloakia? Is that the name of the hole through which everything Cloaca. happens? Cloaca. Cloaca. There we go. Uh, pop, uh, and on that note, <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>